nobody else will tell me about me and what I'm worth. Because once I started making the money and I knew how to make the money and I know how to make more of the money, then you can't really tell me nothing. You can't tell me, you, like, I, when I say this, I'm definitely not trying to be cocky because I have an excellent support system, which is, you know, part of the reason I can be the way I am. But one thing I know, like, I do not need somebody to, like, hold me to something that I don't want to do. And I say that in terms of, like, entrepreneurship. If I did want to pursue entrepreneurship 100% full-time, I know how to get to the money and I know my direction. Yeah. So there's really not a place for me that I feel like I I would have to go in order to be forced to do something. The top three responses that I get when I ask, why do you want to leave corporate America? Are that you want financial freedom, you want to own your own time, and you want to build a legacy for this generation and generations to come. Now, this is not a solo job. In order to transition from your nine to five into entrepreneurship, it's going to take community and it's going to take resources. And I've created the community of pioneers who are going to wrap around you and help you make that transition successfully. So if you're interested in leaving your job, go ahead and click that information below. Let's get into the community and let's transition from your nine to five into entrepreneurship successfully. Now let's get back to the episode. Welcome to another episode of the Work and Play Podcast. I'm your host, Arielle. Thank you so much for joining me today. No problem. No problem. <laughs> so for you guys who don't know my wonderful guest, we have Miss Brittany Kufur in here today to tell us about her story and her journey from college, which we went to UGA together. We'll talk, not together, but we both went to UGA. Um, and then her journey through nine to five nursing, as well as her entrepreneurial journey as a mompreneur. So without further do would you like to introduce yourself yeah sure hi everybody my name is Brittany Kapoor and I'm the owner of Bundle of Care LLC and I'm also a nurse just graduated nurse practitioner school I'll be working in that field soon so I'm just here today to talk a little bit more about my business I do um, custom mugs t-shirts a lot of custom gift baskets and I'm also a verified Delta Sigma Theta vendor also a soror and so that is where I am with my business. Thank you so much for sharing that. We got a lot to get into because I never, I never pledged. I probably should have, could have, especially with my personality, and I didn't. So we got to <laughs> get into that, and then, um, and really like your mompreneurship um, experience. But first, let's kind of set the tone. So you're now in entrepreneurship. Do you? Mm -hmm currently I'm um, having nine to five and then do you bounce to or are you full-time entrepreneur so right now I'm part-time everything <laughs> like <laughs> I work sometimes as a nurse I'm a PRN at the hospital and then I also work on my business PRN as I get orders or um, custom uh, requests and so I do a little bit of both and try to balance it all and I am also studying for my nurse practitioner certification so I'm also still studying even though I have graduated so yes, yeah. and you're mothering so you're balancing yeah. a lot right now yeah you're giving me the octopus so as we pull back the layers <laughs> i'm like okay we got an arm here we got an arm here and then we got an arm there so bring us back to the beginning would you say uga is like the start of where you started to experience a whole bunch of things or did you know about entrepreneurship even before like uga so what honestly got me into entrepreneurship was when i actually started in a cbd company and i'm currently still in that but a lot of my work comes from the other side of that where i make custom items but in that i did a lot of personal development i did a lot of growth and people started requesting stuff for me just because I had talents doing it and I didn't really realize it until I actually got into it and I went to work one day and one of my co-workers just said to me Brittany you make all this stuff why don't you start selling it why don't you make something out of it and then I had co-workers at work requesting hey Brittany can you make me a gift basket for this person can you like I started making sugar scrubs and soaps and things like that and I was like you know what let's make it legit because I was making so much money and so I was like let me turn this into a business and see where it goes and I really have flourished just from somebody saying to me like Brittany why are you not making this a business because you're making the money like go ahead and legitimize it and let's go and so that's kind of where we are right now yes that's the power of when someone plants a seed it just manifests so much you reaping the harvest 10 times over so I say that all the time yeah yeah so wait, what year was that when you were working a business you were creating products with CBD you learned about CBD created products what year was this? So this was probably like 2016. Okay. 
because it was like a little bit after I, I had my footing in nursing because you know anytime you you starting a job fresh out of school you need to get it together first yeah and so once I got comfortable in nursing and was doing my job and so that's when I started you know playing around with what I thought was a hobby and now it's, it's a business hey, you know what that's a lot of people's journey into entrepreneurship <laughs> where it's like you have your foundation in one career and now you have time and some time for you to do some passions and hobby stuff yeah you start to get into it and exactly exactly okay now that's the journey that a lot of people need to get into but first um not even but first so as you got into to entrepreneurship you had already had a foundation in nursing mm -hmm. did you think you were going to be a nurse when you were little well i wanted to be a doctor i went to university of georgia and i obtained my degree in biochemistry and molecular biology and so i i literally said to myself i want the hardest science degree and i want to go to med school so i got the hardest science degree and then i graduated and it's like once i graduated i was out of gas it was time to study for the mcat i had bought the it was like two thousand dollars back then so i had bought the kit to study and take the test and I, I honestly just didn't do it and i um i think i was just tired from school and so i started working and that's why a lot of people say like once you get done with school if you're gonna go to that next level if you got other plans just go ahead and do it because once you start working you start making the money and then you know school kind of looks further and further into the distance <laughs> and so anyway i started working my my nine to five job as a microbiologist and i was actually testing meat for the usda for uh different organisms and stuff like that and so after doing that i was like okay well i think i'm ready for the next level honestly i was ready for some change and to do something else and i spoke with one of my cousins and she said look go back to school they have this wonderful program called the cnl program clinical nurse leadership program fast track you get your master's mm -hmm. and you get your nursing degree and so with this piece i just want to say like when i first thought about doing it i said you know are my grades good enough for nursing and I have to say that because a lot of us like second guess ourselves when we're going to pursue something so I went to the the interest I call it an interest meeting for nursing and stuff and the guy said well what's your background what's your degree he was one of the instructors and he said I was in the thing to be with the BSN students so I was there for the BSN students because I didn't think I qualified for the CNL program and so he was like you're in the wrong line like go over there you already have a degree do the cnl program so there's another person pushing me in a different direction and you just made and, a decision in that moment like. yes and so <laughs> because i was like you know he's telling me just go for it apply for it so i ended up applying for the bsn in the cnl program okay. because i was like i hope i get in you know and i don't know why i was second guessing it myself but i'm just saying that like when you have these thoughts in the back of your head and you're thinking you may not be able to do something do it anyway try it out anyway push forward and you just see what happens like it, it doesn't hurt and I actually got in the CNL program did the program and contributed back in the program when I graduated went back to school at the same university and so now we're here now I have to ask you what's BSN program and what's the CNL program okay Okay, so the BSN program for nurses, that's a bachelor's level nursing program. Okay. And then the CNL program is a type of program that's at um, that's in Augusta. You can do what they call the clinical nurse leadership program. Okay. You get your nursing degree mm -hmm. and you also are able to get a master's degree in nursing. After you complete this program, you're able to sit for another certification called the clinical nurse leadership certification. Okay. So it's really bundling everything and it's like the best of both worlds if you're trying to get into nursing if you're trying to get into leadership if you're trying to um let's see if you you don't have a lot of time to do it uh, i think i forgot how many months it was but it was really quick it is a um a very quick program to go into so i didn't work when i did it because you have to dedicate your time to the the uh, student clinical hours we do research we do um, didactic, in clinic. Um, we do a lot of things. So like working during that time is probably not optimal for anybody who's interested in it. But yeah, so it's just the master's level okay. of nursing, but you all, you get everything. <laughs> it's like the bundle package. Okay. So um, I'm, I'm currently getting my uh, LMSW, right? So mm -hmm. my MSW, but I'll have my LMSW when like a year after I graduate, right? And one of the things that LMSW allows you to do is practice as a, like a social worker or a therapist, mm -hmm. I guess, as a, as 
as an independent practitioner. So does the CNL license allow you to work um, outside of an institution or do you have to work in like a hospital? Are you going to that? So with nursing, the great thing about it is you can work anywhere, mm. anywhere. And our degree prepares us to be in all kinds of environments, whether it's um, somebody who wants to do home health, if you want to do telemedicine, if you want to work in the hospital as a bedside nurse, or if you just want to work on the side, um, they even have an area. If you want to do like computer technology and nursing, there's an area that merges that as well. So you can literally work anywhere as a nurse. Mm, you can work anywhere. Anywhere. And then do you have to be affiliated in order to get credibility? Or can you just like show them a couple of your credentials and then like create an LLC and do nursing on the side? When you ask that, are you saying like in terms of nursing, like what are you trying to ask? I'm saying like when you're a nurse. So what, I, what I'm trying to understand is like, so as a social worker, once I get um, my LMSW and my, my LLC, I can operate as a practitioner. Like, right, I can set up REL's therapeutic services if I wanted to. Okay, right? okay. And so as a nurse, would you be able to, like, have people come to your establishment? Or do you have to, like, be connected to a hospital or a network and then be all those different roles that you mentioned? Okay. So I guess the shortest way I can answer that is... It depends on what you're doing because there is a scope of practice when it comes to nursing. So I do have nurses who will uh, contract out their own services and do home care and they have their own home care business. And even nursing assistants, what we call PCTs, patient care technicians, mm -hmm. they do what they call private duty and they'll contract themselves out to someone's home where they go and help take care of a family member. So at in the even the the PCTs. Uh, the, um, CTs do that. Nurses can do that. But there's still like a lot of opportunities. Like some nurses may, I know one position I did, I went to, well, they do like home health care or something like that. And I just reviewed the records, made sure that the care plans were appropriate, made sure the um, nursing uh, objectives for this patient, it was appropriate. And I did that on my own. I don't need anybody to come with me or verify what I'm doing. I have a, a RN on my name. I'm a registered nurse, so I can do that. In terms of like setting up treating a patient and stuff like that I think it is some extra parameters like a nurse would have to go through if I wanted to sell up set up like Brittany's nursing unit and you know do some first aid care like there you may have to have like an on-site physician or something like that but I don't know a lot about it so it, it is other things that nurses do and um, they can do outside of it but it just depends on which scope you're trying to venture into I've heard of that home the home practitioner though that's a yeah. whole other topic though but oh yeah yeah so a lot of times when people go into their bachelor's degree thinking that they want to be a doctor, it's usually their first science class that's like, oh, you know what? I don't want to be a doctor. <laughs> what? Because like either they don't like blood or they didn't like science or whatever. I like love that, blood. That class. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we, know we, got, we got a little vampire on the set. Not a vampire. I do work night shift though. <laughs> when you guys are passionate about taking blood, like for the ones who know what they're doing, I love I love when I get a nurse who's like, oh, I got this baby. And she, yeah. she knows exactly where to get my baby. So anyway, that's another. Look, it is. It, it is. It is. <laughs> well, it sounds like what you love what you do, number one. But what I'm trying to understand is what drove you to the field in the first place you wanted to be a doctor at first and then you got a little burnt out right and then you decided okay well let me check, take this other path so it allows you to still do what you're passionate about mm -hmm. but what drew you to the field was it like you did you always like well i feel like everybody who's in nursing is like oh, i want to help people <laughs> like that's like the 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 uh little logo right there help people here but um, I feel like my previous, well, not my previous, but when I was growing up, my mother passed away from lymphoblastic leukemia. Mm -hmm. And so that kind of started my interest in medicine. So I'm just like, you know, what happened to her? Why did she pass away? What is cancer? I mean, I'm like five years old trying to figure these things out for myself. And um, even my grandma brought up something on my graduation. She was like, yeah, when she was a little girl, I brought her like, you know, the little toy nursing kit. And when I was younger, I set my room up as a doctor's office. I even had like a magazine stand and I would accept patients and I'd be like, hello, what are you here for today? And I'd be knocking on my brother's knees like, okay, make sure you flex. <laughs> you know, practicing nursing assessment and didn't even know it. And then I, I really enjoyed the drive to figure it out. Like, that's why I used to love watching forensic 
um, shows on TV because it's always that idea of like, you need to use these blues clues. Y'all know that show, but you need to use these blues clues to figure out what's going on with this patient. And so just really trying to dig deep, like what disease do they have and how can I treat it? And then I was also interested in the mechanism of action. Like how does this work? How does this operate? And you think, because I said that big juicy word, I love O'Kim, if we going back to school. No, ma'am. No, ma'am. Your girl did not like organic chemistry. And it was literally all about mechanisms of actions and bonds and stuff like that. But it was a very helpful class. But I do like to understand, like, if I give you this drug, it's going to bind with this molecule and it's going to have like this domino effect. And this is why the person blah, blah, blah. So I do love that side of it. Wow. Mm -hmm. That's a powerful story. So lymphoblastic leukemia. Lymphoblastic leukemia. Mm -hmm. So that is with. It's a blood disease. Got it. Mm -hmm. That's why you love blood. Oh, right! Look. I didn't even connect. <laughs> I mean, for you to sit here and be like, "I love blood." I've never heard. No, of I mean, like connection. when it comes to like drawing blood at night, the new nurse is like, "Oh, I can't get it." I was like, "I'm here to the rescue." Like I'm like your little angel tonight. What do you need, baby? And I love. Um, I'm, I'm also a nurse instructor, PRN, but I love having students in the clinical setting because I'm like, y'all, let me show you all these tricks I learned over the years, so you can get that patient's blood and I just enjoy teaching it I enjoy finding those veins <laughs> and drawing your blood because I do it so good like I, I feel like it's a badge of honor when the patient be like I didn't feel nothing I know you didn't it's me it's me that's I, I, I am she. that patient <laughs> I am she who loves she like literally I can't I can't stand a, a who's just in my oh yeah when they dig they call it digging digging around I'm yeah. just like, can you get out of my arm, please? I just need you to know where you're going mm -hmm. and then get out. But anywho, all right. So <laughs> okay, so now I understand your your passion for nursing, and that's what got you through. Even if you ran out of steam a little bit on the doctors, yeah. you still had the passion to continue with the nursing because it still allows you to do what you do, what you love to do. Mm -hmm. um, and then you decide. So your first. Your first job was what out of college? I was a microbiologist right. working for the, indirectly for the USDA, testing meat. We, we worked in a company that was connected to the meat plant. Okay. So. Now was that, the, you said 2016 was where you started to do the master's. The nursing. Mm -hmm. Oh, so yeah. what guys took you from microbiology? It was the degree. Got it. So a lot of, a lot of what I'm like hearing is there's a lot of accomplishments. Like you are, mm -hmm. of course, like extremely accomplishment. So what was the family trajectory? Because for those of you guys who don't know, I know that Brittany's married to her husband. And you <laughs> met your husband and your hubby at UGA. Of course. So what was your life like in college that allowed you to, one, you know, do all these accomplishments, become as great as you are today in your field, but also you had a little bit of personal time. And you <laughs> what was that like? To be honest, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> because I just feel like God put all that in place. Brittany ain't do nothing. You hear me? I was at the club and, and God was holding my um my heart right there. What's up? Um, <laughs> like I, that is a hard question to answer because I, my grandma was praying for me. That's that's what got me here because Brittany didn't know what she was doing. I knew I had a trajectory. I did want to go to med school, but like. I was still like living my life. <laughs> so God just put these things in place. That's that's like my my best answer. I really don't know. <laughs> okay. Where'd you where you then where did you find the time? Where you, you met him at the club, you said? No, no, didn't meet him at the club. <laughs> where'd no. you meet your hubby then? Um, at the bus stop. And he's gonna have a whole nother story if you ask. <laughs> I met him at the bus stop at UGA at Tate Time. Well, it wasn't, it wasn't during Tate Time, but it was at, you know, the area where Tate Time is. If you went to UGA, you know what Tate Time is. Okay, but, this is an insider, because even if I went, I went, and I still don't even know what Oh, Tate, Tate Time was um, where Bugger, um, like UGA, <laughs> uh -huh, yes. would, like, hang out right there, that little bus stop um, in front of Tate. Yeah, mm -hmm. so you got the stadium down here, but this is, like, the little area where Tate was, and they would, like, like all the fraternities, sororities, just fraternizing, you know, not fraternizing, but just hanging out before the buses come, and, and then it was, like, this one, one to three hours, you just 
Hennessy full of black people <laughs> during take time. So, and everybody will have their perspective on take time. This is not the official, okay? Well, what's your take? You, you, that was. Well, I just have to say that because somebody else be like, "That ain't take time." <laughs> okay, girl. <laughs> we all have. I guess they all have. Everybody has their own memory of what, what? signifies. Yeah. But for you, it signifies at least for me, from what I understand, like. You are starting to formulate your career in nursing. You sound focused as far as like getting your degree, getting the school done. You found time for personal life, right? And somehow you that was the beginning of like your personal life and your work life meshing together. Yeah. And even when it comes to the personal life, I think um, I was like AK and I were like he was my best friend. He'll tell you I call him too much. And like I just be like sitting on the phone with him and doing nothing and would just be sitting on the phone. Like he was my best friend. And I think that's what helped it blossom. Like it wasn't that I was going in for the relationship, like, oh, I gotta get a man before three minutes from now, you know? No, it was just like I'm building a friendship and that's literally where it started. It just kinda, you know, worked out and now we got a kid together. Yeah, you <laughs> have a kid together. How old is your kid? How old is your kid? He's four. He's four. And you, so you guys have been married for how long? Going on five years. That's right, five. Okay. Yeah, going on five years. One of the things that I'm super duper <laughs> curious about is, um, and I know you're like, you're, you're entrepreneur, right? You're doing entrepreneurship and you're doing your nine to five. Mm -hmm. um, is your husband also a nine to, is your husband also a, um, an entrepreneur? Mm -hmm. Okay. So in that regard, one of the things that I'm always curious about is like how spousal support, how important spousal support is when you're going through that journey. So when you, who decided to go into entrepreneurship first? He did. And was he like a... Nah, yeah, he did, yeah. Okay. Was he like a um, a push or a pull or a support as you, as you would consider like your transition going from just nine to fiver to like, okay, I'm gonna set up a whole business? I think he was a big push because doing the whole CBD business was it was like he diving in first and then he came and told me like you're diving in next and I was like I ain't doing nothing <laughs> and so essentially like I thought I wasn't gonna be doing nothing but I ended up doing a lot and I ended up enjoying it I ended up growing a lot from it meeting a lot of good people and really flourishing in that department and that's where it blossomed and now I think it is like a symbiotic relationship like I'm supporting him he's he's definitely supporting me because um one thing that I have been uh which I don't really talk to people about a lot. But when you are like an entrepreneur and doing something like I am in terms of like crafting, it's hand heavy. Like I'm, I'm always like pulling on something. I'm always putting something together. I'm using my hands a lot. And so what I found like over time, my hands were hurting more often. Mm -hmm. And like we would use, well, I would use the CBD products that we have for my hands. And it would work really good, but I could feel the taxing, you know, from just like pulling on the material, which you, you're not going to understand that if you don't do it but it's like vinyl and you have to pull it and make your designs and blah 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 then you have to clamp down and heat press but anyway it was really taxing on my joints Absolutely. and it starts hurting it's just like getting carpal tunnel from typing all day mm -hmm. and so um you know I went to him I said man my hands hurt you know I'm using the creams and stuff but my hands hurt you know and so I'm like I can't do this forever but I enjoy it so much that I'm just like pushing through and he was like look don't even worry about that you keep taking the orders and I help you and so now he's over there like peeling everything and I'm just putting the stuff together and I'm just so happy because I'm like I still get to make stuff you know and I still get to run this because like my hands are my everything even if it's in terms of my job I still have to like see patients I, I work with my hands I got to feel in touch you know it's all a part of assessing a patient I got to write you write notes and I got to type so my hands are very important whether it's for my business or it's for my career yeah. so having him there to support me in in getting the material prepared and stuff is just you know I couldn't ask for anything else thank you Jesus you know <laughs> I was going to ask you how you managed to balance both, both worlds, but you have a, a built-in like support system when it comes oh, yeah. to y'all's family unit. Yeah. Ooh, um, now, what, at what point are we going to get your baby in the, in the um, workforce with you guys? Um, technically, he already he, is. He kind of <laughs> is. Like, he want, like I, I see him when I'm in my office, my office, 
because it's his too because his toy is everywhere in my office like when i'm in there he always wants to participate he wants to get his hands on stuff but i deal with like hot machines I actually got burnt yesterday but anyway like hot machines and stuff like that so i don't want him touching that part of it but when he gets a little bit older and his dexterity gets a little bit better oh you best believe he's gonna be the baby entrepreneur and i've already thought about ideas for his little businesses yeah. and so i was like Brittany, don't overwhelm him <laughs> but i've already got i already got something lined up for him so he knows that his parents are entrepreneurs and he sees that he even goes around in like my husband's business is within the cbd realm it is mine too but he's the head of that one and um he's like cbd cb like he was saying cbd at like two and a half three years old and so i was just like cracking up because like he hears us say it so much he sees us doing presentations he sees us communicating with other people online so he's he wants to be there he wants to be right in the mix and so I think it'll be nothing to transition him into entrepreneurship and I prefer him do that than work for the man work you know doing the nine to five so I, I truly believe in um I'm not trying to take away from what my husband is going to present but the thing that I like about the CBD business that we are in is that we can go ahead and put him in there once he gets a certain age okay. and he'll be building it up so when he gets 18 he can take it over and he'll already have a business waiting for him but of course we're all about several streams of income so he'll have that and some yes so, yeah oh my gosh there's two ways in my, that i'm thinking right now because i want to get into the business of how you even started this entrepreneurial journey but i also am so curious about how you are setting your son up for financial freedom and entrepreneurship and i just don't know which way so we're gonna get we're gonna get back to the business of how mm -hmm. you built how you developed the business because i'm curious how did you start to get aware of how you were going to set up one set your child up for success financially and did you intentionally teach him about cbd or not not cbd but entrepreneurship or um and i'm gonna layer in a third question which i don't like to do okay have you know you may have to run that back but okay i'm with you so i will stick to two how did you decide that you were going i'm gonna stick to the one okay <laughs> When did you guys start thinking about the financial freedom of your child and how did you guys start to figure out? So when we started the CBD business, one, get your wheels turning, right? My coworker was like, Brittany, start a business. Two, get my wheels turning, right? And then once I started making the money, I was like, oh, ain't nobody going to tell me nothing else, bro. Like nobody else will tell me about me and what I'm worth. Because once I started making the money and I knew how to make the money and I know how to make more of the money, mm -hmm. then you can't really tell me nothing. You can't tell me. You, I, when I say this, I'm definitely not trying to be cocky because I have an excellent support system, which is, you know, part of the reason I can be the way I am. But one thing I know, like. I do not need somebody like hold me to something that I don't want to do. Mm -hmm. And I say that in terms of like entrepreneurship. If I did want to pursue um, entrepreneurship 100% full time, I know how to get to the money and I know my direction. Yeah. So there, there's really not a place for me that I feel like I would have to go in order to be forced to do something. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I don't know if that makes sense. Absolutely. But yeah. I tell people all the time, like, when I have clients who are talking about like, oh, I have to, my business has to make this much money for me to quit. I'm like, you just need a system to show you that the money can be made mm -hmm. and that you can you can pull that trigger lever high or low. And yes, it's your. And see, oh, another thing I will say now, including the nine to five. The great thing about nursing is. You are a nurse and you can work, you know, I work 12 hour shifts. I'm not really a nine to five. I'm like a 12 hour, <laughs> but you can work 12 hour shifts. But what I ended up doing, I would work um, my three shifts a week at work and then I'll go work a PRN job and then I'd also be teaching. And so like, hey guys, it's Ariel from the Work and Play podcast. If you're getting any value from this channel, and I mean anything from the tutorials to the podcast to the random videos that you see on this channel, then I just ask that you do one thing. Please subscribe. Subscribe and share this to anyone that you think this resonates with and drop a comment below so I know what other things that you want to see next. Now let's get back to the episode. You just got money coming in from all these different places and you just like, you know, nurses really can set their salaries. And then you got a lot of people who do travel nurses, which make twice as much as your regular. And I mean, it's the sky's the limit. Like yeah. 
Especially, and nursing might have taught me, I would attribute some of this thinking to nursing as well because I know that I can go out there and get another job and yeah. still do my current job and be in all these different spaces. So it was, it's like, it's all full circle. It's all. Yeah, it sounds like yeah. the nursing, the, if, you, if you do it right, the nursing track can put you in this entrepreneurial space mm-hmm. where you're it's not your jobs these are your clients you go and get different contracts because mm-hmm. you can do three days here and have another client technically that has another three days mm-hmm. right you can set up your life exactly the way you want to so any nurse right that right now who's not taking advantage of that mindset i highly suggest you <laughs> use those extra four days for something like a business or yeah. a teaching an instructing gig and, and, and one thing i will say like i've had one of my friends come up to me and was like why do we have like she felt like because everybody else was doing it why do we have to have a business why do we have to work at you don't have to do nothing mm-hmm. you you set your life up the way you want to yeah. so you know no pressure no <laughs> pressure but you know i just feel like it's an opportunity for even more freedom so once you i think i think what you were going was once you realized the value of working as an entrepreneur and you saw the money coming in for yourself that was the first inkling to start thinking about financial freedom for your son? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So did you guys do like any trusts or anything set, to set him up? Um, I know my grandmother has one. AK has one for him. So we have some things in place for him already. Yeah. Well, now that I'm in entrepreneurship, I'm trying to decide like what those investments would be. I don't even have a child yet, but I'm just thinking. Oh, it's see- good. It's good. Like I'm, <laughs> I'm praying for the future. Shoot. Like you got to manifest into right. the future. Thank yes. you. Thank you. I received Yes, that. yes. So then, okay. Now I'm really, like, I wanted to get into, my brain is going all over your story. So I'm with you. But you got those eight tentacles, so I think we can. <laughs> yeah, pray for all of them. That's why I told you. I was like, girl, you just tell me what track I need to be on. <laughs> we are all, all tracks. Because at first, you were the nine to five only. Well, you had different gigs. I was mm-hmm. saying different um, jobs, um, different roles. But you first said, I'm not going into entrepreneurship. So what was it like for you to start getting clients or even to set your business up? And like, how did you do that from like an admin perspective and even like a business perspective? How did you set that up? Okay. So if I'm thinking like from the perspective of when I first started, Mm -hmm. I think entrepreneurship was definitely not on there. I feel like between our school um how we are going through with like college and stuff like that we initially come in with the thoughts of okay I gotta go to school get my degree and work that's that's what it's taught they teach you to do those exact things so entrepreneurship was like scary it's the unknown and I do have family members that make good money but they do it through their job I don't know a lot of them that are truly going into entrepreneurship just a few but are truly going to entrepreneurship and you know making a living or you know significant money so really it was one of those things that I don't really see a lot of people doing this around me so I'm gonna jump into this anyway even though I don't really know what it is and in the beginning it was hard because to switch your mindset from I'm getting a steady paycheck from somebody to I have to work to make my own is it's a big jump it's a scary jump it's it's one that requires way more work than work okay and I think that's what a lot of people don't understand when you go into um your own business they're like yeah I want to set my hours and check you gonna set your hours all right you're gonna set your butt down and you're gonna work these hours and make sure you put in you know like every little bit like it's gonna be I'm not gonna say sleepless nights because when I was up all night if you ask AK it's been nice I'll be up to five six in the morning working on orders but I'm enjoying myself like I turn on the tv the music whatever like you think I'm still turned up at 6 a.m okay but I enjoy it so much it's it's really not hard work for me and to do it is my pleasure you know and so um when I first started doing that I it trickled into my nursing friends just requesting orders from me like girl can you make this there's a baby shower coming can you bring this to work and um so I would you know say okay tell me what you want I'm all about tailor-made I'm really not uh too good at let's focus on the product unless I'm doing it for somebody else I can focus on what you want to focus on but what I do is tailor-made I try to make things specifically for people and so I say you know what do you want in this what are you looking for tell me a little bit about the person because what I'm giving you I want them to know that you put some thought into it I want them to know that they were thought about in a special way and that you're giving them something from your heart you know and so um that's how I kind of started just taking money from people and I wouldn't keep no books I would just 
just taking the money. Feds can't come get me. <laughs> but, <laughs> but um, and it was just for fun. And then after a while, I was like, um, I wanted to do Etsy. This is what really propelled me to the point I am right now. I wanted to do Etsy and I heard a couple of people that might have been like baby entrepreneurs like, oh, don't do Etsy. The fees are ridiculous. They cost too much. They're going to take all your money. And then I had one classmate from high school. She started selling waist beads and I saw on her social media. She said, I am no longer working my job. I'm doing this full time. And so I messaged her and I was like, girl, is Etsy really paying this much money? She said, Brittany, I'm telling you, I saw her at an event downtown because I was doing like a booth. Uh, I set up a booth and she was like, Brittany, I'm telling you, get on Etsy, start your shop, start your business. Once I got on Etsy, you got to put in that social security number. You got to make it real. And that kind of made me go through the necessary steps to get the LLC, to get everything certified. That's where the money really started coming in. Once I got on Etsy and I was like, oh man. And then I got, um, vendor certified i got in special groups where you know all of they all they focus on is selling a particular product and i would sell on there and then the money just started coming 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 and all and once again is somebody coming to me planting that seed everybody else said getting on etsy is all these expenses and fees but i was making so much more initially i was i hope i'm answering your question yeah. initially i was posting stuff on like facebook marketplace of the things that i did and i was like man you know i'm not really selling anything like what's going on because it would be like Easter time or Christmas time and I'll post that I'm making baskets and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And um, then uh, I got on Etsy and I would make the stuff like a template for what I'm doing and then personalize it for each person. And that's when it really took off when I started the Etsy. And then after that, you know, it, it really was like the sky's the limit. And I was like, oh, I can do this, you know. And so we've grown from there. That's amazing. I've heard only two people who have been successful on Etsy. But people don't know about Etsy like that. They don't know about running ads on Etsy. I feel like everybody knew about Etsy. (laughs) Maybe in my circle. Maybe in my circle people don't. Well, people don't talk about Etsy. Maybe it's because of the craft. Is Etsy like a big, like, craft? Yeah, yeah. It's like DIY. So a lot of people are trying to do, like, drop shipping and stuff like that. That's more Shopify, which I have a Shopify too, but I'm still trying to work out kinks business-wise with that. So mm-hmm. I still have the Shopify, but... That makes sense. Yeah. Okay. So that's that's probably why I know more people with like products and services. I'm a service-based mm-hmm. business, so I know more service-based businesses, but I do know one other person who's like doing... like She got really successful mm-hmm. um, in her crafts, and she went on um, Etsy. And also, she was also a 9 to fiver and um, an um, entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. When I listen to your story, it sounds like there's passion in everything you do like we haven't even gotten into the instructors but as much as you love nursing as much as you have a story behind that and then your story behind your entrepreneurship and these beautiful baskets here i just want to show everybody um this is a personally made basket (laughs) i had like three levels of excitement because i one just love the presentation two i think i have four levels of excitement two I've never tried the CBD type products. I've always wanted to try. I have like my knees. I um I use a little massager for my knees. Mm-hmm. So anything. Anyway, but then this personal color up a little mug. I'm gonna show it in my next couple of episodes. But it's a personalized mug for the Work and Play podcast. And then my name is on the actual crate that's held in the box. So when you say personalized, I mean personalized. If, and I can only imagine like the level of excitement, like literally layers of excitement. <laughs> that I receive, like the people who actually receive your products will go berserk. Mm-hmm. Because I was just like, oh, oh, wait a minute, hold on. Like, yeah, and that's why... Like, I, I, and I never want to ask people, like, I'm always like a Facebook snoop, no, you know, and I go in there and try to figure out who you are from that and try to gather some information. So, um, you was a little limited. So <laughs> I had to pick up that, but I was like, what else does it, you know, what else can we give her? What can we do? So but I was just like, you know, I'm going to take that and run with it. But I always want people to know that they're special and, and we really appreciate you for doing something like this and taking us on as interview class. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you for sharing your story. Of course, of As course. As we think about all those things, I'm curious, what would you say you do? Um, that keeps you centered or that keeps you balanced that you intentionally do as you manage all of these areas of your life? So recently, before now, it was a blunder (laughs) (laughs) because I think I was just like going through stuff and just trying to get things done and I was very unorganized and I'm getting better. 
But um, one of the ladies that I did recommend to you for your podcast is um, Jasmine Mathis. And I started using a prayer journal. Me and her, first of all, we started being prayer partners. Towards my last semester of my nurse practitioner's program, I was going through some mess, like mess, mess. And so I was just like calling her like, girl, this, girl, that. She said, okay, let's be prayer partners. And I was like, okay, I already love Jesus. So this sounds perfect. <laughs> So um, we would get on the phone in the morning. We would pray. She sent me a prayer journal and we would go through that. She ended up making her own prayer journal. And now it's sold on Amazon. It's called 21 Days, Your Prayers, God's Answers. And so we would go through that. You're talking about your prayer request. You're talking about what you're thankful for. So you're still getting the gratitude in there. And then um, what you want to claim victory over and all these things. And so what it was doing for me, one, it was helping me set up a schedule for my life. Because although I am a fly by the pants person, I'm, I don't like rigid schedules. That's not me. But I do need some type of structure. So at least, in, and then another part of that was AK. We would do the devotional on the Bible app. AK would always pick the devotionals because we were kind of lazy. He would always pick the devotionals and um, we would do those in the morning. First thing, and honestly, watching him do that every morning had me like, girl, get your Jesus life together. Like your husband sitting up here, he don't even get out of the bed before until he reads his devotional. And I was feeling like, you know, I need to catch up to that. <laughs> but anyway, so we would do our devotionals on the app and then we get on there and do the prayer journal, go over whatever scripture we had to go over that day and what it means to us and what what is God telling me in this scripture or in this moment and then from that um you know what was I praying about and just writing down like what I was praying about had me to focus in on what I'm I'm looking for in life and what I'm really trying to push towards because it's kind of like making a list of goals but now the way we were doing the prayer journal it was more than that it was you know giving it to God it was letting him know what you need and asking God what do you need from me you know and making sure I'm an impact to somebody else and this ain't just a me thing you know like it's not just Britney on the phone talking to Jesus like look I need a Maserati I need a hundred thou I need like look what you got little water like you know it is more than me just sending you some request on your hotline it's, it's me trying to ask you to better me for your people and use me in leadership and use me in all these spaces and that's what has made me even better and I have even started to practice um meditation mindfulness and just taking like literally those times out to breathe because I was like bro I don't even take deep breaths I'm shallow breathing all day like what's wrong with me and so I will literally take a moment to to breathe and just you know spend time quietly to myself so spending quiet time my prayer my devotionals that has all helped to kind of keep me sane (laughs) Same grounded and got me where I'm going. Yes. I'm floored. I'm you literally I wanna use this clip just as like a big testament to mindfulness, prayer, breathing, mm-hmm. like all of that. Because as we go from nine to fivers to entrepreneurs and if, as we go up in entrepreneurship. Being grounded, being centered mm-hmm. is the one thing that will keep us going and continue, continuously like building on what we what we want to be our future, our financial freedom. But we can't do it if we're not sane. No, no, you sure can't. Mm-hmm. You're going to be a hot mess. Absolutely. <laughs> so when people talk about, um, you know, leaving their nine to five for their entrepreneurial journey. It's That's their, a faith thing right there. <laughs> well, that, that is a faith thing. But you sound like... Um, that doesn't sound like it's, it's in your car. Well, at least right now, you'd like to do all of it. Or do you ever think about what it would look like to leave either nursing behind or one of your other gigs and just focus on um, either your craft business and then uh, nursing? Or have you thought about what that restructure would look like, which you would let go? It's almost like, which kid do you want to take from me? Like, <laughs> <laughs> that is a difficult question because leaving nursing is like, I can't see myself not doing something in the medical field. I can't see my myself being away from that but at the same time I can see myself leaving crafting by my hands before I leave something with the medical field and that's just because of what I talked about with it being really taxing and I also um did a little research into my family and just asked the question like do we have joint issues do we have arthritis like what runs in my family and I've noticed that a lot of them already have it so I'm I'm not saying that's my fate but I'm saying there's a disposition you know there there may be some correlation there 
maybe some relation in. So I have to preserve what I have for as long as possible. So my next, I've already kind of started thinking about my next steps. You know, do I want to outsource my project, which is, you know, I really don't want to, but if I have to, I will. And then the second part was start teaching other people. And so I'm already thinking about, you know, like what space am I going to do this in? What kind of virtual courses can I offer? And I've already like taught a few people how to work the machines, like, you know, to cut your own material, start your t-shirt business and all that kind of stuff. Um, how do you make custom cups and, you know, really getting into it? What kind of materials do you need? What's your budgets and what you need to be thinking about in terms of like your LLC and business side because of what I've learned. And so I've, I've definitely already thought about turning it into something where I instruct others and help them. Um, so I'll probably get out of the crafting business before I get out of the medical field because I don't think that's going to happen. Um, <laughs> like even when we went to Ghana, um, which is how we met each other. We didn't even talk about that. But um, even when we went to Ghana, I already told AK and I was I was I've already spoke this into existence that I want a clinic in Ghana and I want and that was my way of giving back. And I was kind of like um, I, I met a doctor over there and he took care of AK um, when he was sick and stuff. And he was just like, you just tell us what you're trying to do, where you're trying to go. And we will like help you make this happen. And so now it's just a matter of me getting some capital. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And getting some, you know, some some financial support. And I really want to work, you know, I'm not going to leave the U.S. completely, but I want to put a clinic over there. Even if I'm not there, I want to put it over there. I've already got the name for it. I've already seen it in my head. And it's it's so much bigger than, like, I'd be imagining all type of things. I think the gift of imagination is probably why I'm here, too. But... Could you imagine this whole do it? What? Yes, yes. I'm just saying, like, the fact that I, I can, like, make stuff blossom. Like, I'd be like, you give me one idea and i tell you a thousand ways we can make money off that yeah. thing or a million ways where we can make this more creative. Like, creativity, imagination, like, that's right up my alley. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Even when um, I wrote, I put that post out to, to get more people on the um, show because I wanted to know more stories. Your energy was the largest energy. <laughs> it was like you were making things happen. Like, and I also felt this, um, if I'm being honest, this like tie to your name. You know, some people say like, oh, my, I don't play about my name. Right, mm-hmm. your energy just based off like, oh my God, Brittany wanted me to do this. <laughs> I was like, yeah, it's, it's, it's like the fact that you you see it, you see an idea, you see a thought, and you ran with it. And yes. I got so much energy on my side, and people were so excited about your ref, your referral, or your recommendation that like your name holds weight, your energy <laughs> holds weight, your ideas, awesome. the, the actions you put behind, the things that you want to manifest. That is all exciting, and you are enjoying. You are enjoying the journey in each every single one of these tips. I really am. We're talking about. That's the ADD in me, but I'm okay with it. Like I'm, a, I live with mine. I'm good. And you have the perfect setup, the perfect system, family system as well. I'm, I'm assuming like your friendships, all these things are so um, fulfilling to a place where you can actually balance all of these things out. You haven't gotten to a point where outside of physically. You know, having to let go of crafting, you you have to. You feel like you have to let go of something for your anxiety or stress. Or, no. So I am no. so enjoying. I, I be stressed though, y'all. Don't get it twisted. But we <laughs> we <laughs> yeah. Yes. But and I that's keep why pushing. You got into, like that's why you get into the uh, prayer book. Like you you are doing things about that as well. So thank you so much for sharing your story. No problem. Um, one of the things that I like to do on the show is reach back, and because as we reach for the stars, we are all ambitious. We are all reaching for things that we are going to achieve. There's somebody out there who hasn't necessarily taken their next step to be great. Mm-hmm. And so when you think about that person along your journey. Um, you've had so many defining moments that maybe, you know, we haven't even talked about doubtful moments, but if you have, I know you know what it, what it feels like to be that person. So when you think back and you reflect on what point in time, you know, you think someone needs to hear a word and then what you would actually say, what would it be? I think Nike, like I, I wanted to make you a t-shirt, but, <laughs> but I think Nike has the best slogan. It's three words, but it's the best slogan. Just do it because 
I feel like there are so many instances when you go, you're going to go do something, you're like, oh, do people like my content? Oh, you're like you're you're already judging yourself. Okay, we do all these things, um, and then let me try to stay on track. We do all these things, and we get stopped by ourselves. We are our biggest roadblocks, and a lot of times you need, need to just do it. And um, me and uh, myself and AK read a lot or listen to a lot of stuff that's for entrepreneurship self-improvement one of the biggest things and the resounding theme that I hear in all of these all of the materials is that you just need to do it give yourself a three-second rule today I'm gonna get up and work out get up and work out not I said the cat but you know when it comes to business just get up and do that don't hesitate don't think about it because you'll talk yourself out of it so use the three-second rule one two three and get up jump and go do it so just do it that that's the best I can give you never give up and do not stop um can I give one example Absolutely. okay so just recently right um with social media I want to grow my social media and stuff since I've been out of school I have a little bit more time to focus on that side of my business and so um I'm just like you know are people really seeing my content do they like it I'm posting it how many likes am I getting and granted I'm not the person that sits there and like I'm uh, I'm thinking about my likes all night like that's not what I'm doing but I'm just you know trying to make a brand that's more aware yes. and so I started putting my stuff on TikTok love TikTok don't even make me go there like <laughs> baby <laughs> okay and I'm just like okay I'm gonna post this stuff on here so I did a giveaway this past Friday and one girl on there well it was a couple of ladies but one lady on there she was just like she was liking everything following and commenting and like she really wanted this giveaway and I was like okay I gotta you know randomly pick she happened to be the person I picked not only had she purchased something from me on TikTok through TikTok before and I didn't even know it but after I told her she won the giveaway she went on my page and purchased some more items on top of the stuff that I'm giving her so I say that to say when you think nobody's watching you when you think nobody sees you when you think nobody wants to I'm not saying I thought somebody didn't want to buy my stuff but when you think nobody wants to buy your product hear your story deal with anything that you got going on there is somebody and they are waiting for you to just do it and so keep pushing keep putting the stuff out out there and don't worry about who liking it what they saying like these people ain't got nothing to do with you they you're they're not you okay so keep doing what you're doing because if we don't then like where would all these companies be microsoft tesla all these people you're gonna get a thousand no's look for those no's look for the issues along the way and be ready just be ready it's a part of the game it's a part of the plan so that's my biggest message like mm. you gotta just do it well there you have it i think this was the best decision display of work and play that I could have ever set up for you guys so I hope you were taking notes and I hope you have gotten something that was inspirational as well as motivational for you to actually go out and just do it <laughs> so real quick uh, Brittany before we head out if anyone's out there who resonates with your story and they want to get connected or if they want to buy some of your lovely products how do they get in contact with you um I'm on Instagram as shop bundle of care and that's all one word <laughs> shop bundle of care or you can email me shop bundle of care at gmail.com and um um, if you want to check out my Etsy, I'm also on Etsy at Shop Bundle of Care. So that's how you can contact me. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank y'all so much for watching. Thank you for listening. And like I said, if you have anything that you want to say to Miss Brittany, please reach out because this the story is so empowering. And if you identify with parts of her story, then you again reach out. Thank y'all so much again. Until next time, peace out. Bye.